and welcome in. It's the Mostly Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Chapman. Wednesday, December 29th. And uh, the Magic coming off a loss last night at Amway Center to the Milwaukee Bucks, but a coming out party for Franz Wagner. 38 points in that one. The Rook just keeps on getting better. And my guest this week knows a little something about uh, Rooks and young players performing well. He's Mr. Magic, Nick Anderson. Um, really needs no introduction. Nick, what's going on? How are you? I'm hanging in there, man. Uh, trying to get through these holidays. Uh, it's been it's been rough. The kids, you know how the kids are. Every they want everything that's not nailed down. Okay, so let's go through that real fast because I would think that that the holidays are a little bit different for your kids than they might have been for you when you were coming up. What do you got to uh, do? You got you got to draw a line right there and say no, 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 no. You you only get this much stuff this year. You got to wait for next year, right? Yeah, that's that's the thought of it. But it don't normally don't happen. <laughs> normally don't, especially with my my girls uh, and my my youngest. She's a twin, and when she just looks at me, I just I just melt. So I just I got Jake. I got to give in. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, to 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 be a girl dad, I, I I'm fortunate enough. Well, I should say, um, I I haven't had the. Uh, the pleasure of having children just yet. I will at some point, but I got a dog and it's the same thing, Nick. With, 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 with the dog, with the, with the dog, he looks at me with those eyes. She knows, she knows what she's doing. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, well, happy holidays to you. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, let's talk about this Magic team, man. It's it's obviously, it's been a weird time across the league. You got players in health and safety protocols left and right. You got a whole bunch of guys. I'm sure you appreciate watching these cats from Lakeland. Uh, coming up, getting an opportunity, having sort of their NBA dreams right in front of them and um, and pouncing on that opportunity. And some of them have been able to do that. But it's been a strange time. How difficult you think it must be for Jamal Mosley right now to assess what he has on roster when every morning he wakes up and he says, OK, I got this guy available today, but this guy's going yeah. into the health and safety protocols. I mean, there's just no continuity right now, just as far as evaluating the guys you got on roster. Well, and that's with any sport. When you you in this situation, uh, you don't know what pay- players are available on what basis, daily basis. So uh, he's putting together the best that he can with the availability of what he has. Uh, you know, you, you might have three starters in tonight and a game or so next, you may have one starter and bringing up five G league players. So I, I think he's doing a heck of a job or with what he has to work with. And uh, there's no question about it. So we have to pat him on the back for that. What do you think is most important for a young coach in his situation? Because I have to think, you know, you, you almost have to weigh trying to win the game tonight or trying to win the games this week with long-term what this is going to look like. you got a lot of young guys. you got a development process with everyone that's sort of individualized. <laughs> That you're that you're working towards, and sometimes that can that can kind of butt heads with I'm gonna play my best eight guys tonight and try to win this game. How complicated do you think that is for the coaching staff? Oh, oh no, it's, it's it's very complicated. Uh, uh, like I said, he don't know what he's gonna have night in and night out. Yeah. Uh, uh, just let's say for the sake of the argument, he has eight good solid guys every night. Then he know what he has to work with him and his coaching staff how to prepare for the opposing opponent. So, but he, he just don't know that. So uh, he's doing, he's doing a hell of a job on a night in night out basis with what he have. 
Uh, there's no question about it. Uh, like you said, uh, the guys are going into protocol on, on a regular. It's like a revolving door. Yeah. So, so uh, you got to commend him. And look, you have coaches going into protocol, assistant coaches. You have management. So it's, it's, it's we're we're a trying time as as a whole, not just one organization, just as a whole. Uh, it's difficult for everybody, you know. Coaches are probably sitting at home pulling out the little bit of hair that they have left. <laughs> Coach Mosley ain't got much. <laughs> Coach, Coach, <laughs> Coach Mosley already been there. Let me ask well, you this though: what what about the balance between encouraging and disciplining young players? You know, there's there, there, that's got to be difficult, I would think, as well, especially for a young coach whose basis, um, his experience is really a, a lot of development, right? When you're an assistant, yeah. you're in a, a, a development type guy. It really is. You're kind of the good cop compared to the bad cop or the head coach. Now, all of a sudden, when you're the head coach, you, you of course, you want to be positive and encouraging. But at some point, you got to say, all right, the turnovers need to cut down a little bit or whatever. That's got to be kind of tricky as well, I would think. Oh, yeah. Let's let's man up for a second, Jake. Let's man up. First of all, uh, you know, young players are now, they, they cut from a different cloth. And, and as a veteran, I, I look at it and, and I, I must say that they are. First of all, a coach cannot be his player's friend. Mm. I'm the coach. We're not, we're not boys. We're not hanging out. I have a job to do. You have a job to do also. That's what we call accountability. The NBA, everybody thinks it stands for National Basketball Association, but it should stand for no boys allowed. This is a grown man's game. You act accordingly. You play accordingly. This is, this is the time that you put on your big boy pants and go for it. And the coaches do the same thing, you know. I, I know – Again, we're dealing with a different breed of young players, but you can't be your co- your, your your player's friend. No. Why is that, Nick? Is that is that just the money? Is it society in general? I mean, I would think even even across everywhere else. I mean, young people are, I think, a little bit more entitled than they used to be. I think I can say that comfortably. There's a lot of great things about young people. You know that. You're a father. Yeah. You see how much smarter they are than we were coming up, how much more tech savvy they are. A lot yeah. of a lot of times I think they're more diverse minded and um, and, and sort of, I, I think, better about society and, and diversity than our generations were. Um, but with that said, young people, a lot of times they're ready to have things handed to them. Is that you think? Yeah. It's, is it kind of the, the same way with young players in the league or is it as simple as yeah, of course. these cats have been told? Yes, they've been told. Yes, since they're 10 years old. You know, some of these yeah. guys, they, they never had nobody to tell them. No. Well, well, you know. As a veteran, as a I get I, I'm called by a lot of young players today OG. I'm the OG, and I I respect that. You know, uh, again, you talk about entitlement. Uh, a lot of these young kids today have been handed stuff. Yeah, you don't get a trophy for participation, and a lot of these kids have been handed participation trophies. A lot of these kids don't uh, don't want to grow up. What was the commercial? I don't want to grow up. I want to be a kid. A Toys R Us kid. You yeah. don't even have Toys R Us no more. You can't even find a, a <laughs> Toys R Us store. 
And that's why we as parents, former players, or even even in your your field, other uh, other fields, medical, whatever, teachers, you know, you bump heads with these younger generation. Yeah. Because we're used to, you know, I, I can recall my high school coach, uh, he he just wasn't going for it. It was his way or you hit the highway. Hmm. He was a disciplinarian, and I respected that. I I, I respected that. I, I mean, he gave me the best. And, and and it's very difficult today to 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 some. I I'm not saying all. Yeah. But some 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 today just don't get it. You know, they figure, well, today everything the way it's going today is the right way. No. You know. Uh, I always say, let's meet in the middle, and then we go from there. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. There's you mix the old school with the new school. I would say, what's wrong with let's meet in the middle? Let's, we can all come to a resolution. Some things will be allowed, and some will not. And I, I'm just we just having good conversation. And me personally, I I, I believe that these young men need to grow up, take care of accountability on and off the court. We are are responsible for our own actions. You know right from wrong, and that's the way it is. And uh, sometimes I I watch a lot of these kids today, and I look at the AAU, you know, they they handed, you know, this, you're a five-star, and you this, you that. And when half of them don't earn anything. Right. And now you're 12 and you've been anointed, right? And yeah. you and you think you already made it. And so by the time exactly. you're 20 and you got a bag of money in your hands, you can, nobody can tell you anything because for, yeah. for the last eight so since the time you were in fourth grade, people have been crowning you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And exactly, you know, someone will see the guy in the neighborhood who bought you McDonald's a couple of times coming up. He's going to feel that you owe him something. Right. It's coming. It's coming. You you know, they're going to come out the woodworks. <laughs> you remember me when we used to walk to school to, together and I used to buy you uh, a, a soda and a pack of nine laters? They coming out. The hands are out. You know what they say. You cut the grass low and the snakes will come out. So – it's a lot that these young men think they know, but they don't have a clue. Let me flip it on you. What do you like, just basketball-wise, <laughs> what do you like about the game now? What do you enjoy about, about the NBA now? Because it is a different – it's almost a different sport than when you played, Nick. And there is, um, there's, there's good and there's bad. I mean, we all miss the physicality that you played, that, that your generation played with. And then I do think there's some things that are that are more aesthetically pleasing about the game now. I think it is fun to watch Steph hit eight threes or whatever. I know I don't know if he'd be able to. I I think Steph would have been successful in your era, but it would have been a little bit different. He would have had to figure out a couple of different routes, right? Oh, no question. Uh, I can't take anything away from the young man shooting and how he can knock down baskets, but. On the other end, 
you know, they would have to – he would have to play defense. Yeah. If you give – if you get in 25 and you give up 40, <laughs> that, it, 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 that doesn't matter. What does and, Gary and, Payton do, do with Steph? What does Vernon Maxwell do with Steph, right? Like – They 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 – they they will they be beat his ass up. Twins. Don't, don't. <laughs> they will be conjoined twins. <laughs> yeah. And that's all with all due respect. Um, you know, Gary Prayton, he was called a glove for a reason. He took on challenges night in and night out. I don't care if he was 5'10 or 6'10. And that's not taking anything away from Steph. No, of course not. Yeah. Uh and, and Vernon Maxwell, hard nose. He, he's gonna he's gonna bring it. That just was Vernon Maxwell. But you you talk about what I like about the game today. Uh, it's a bunch of athletes. Mm. It's a bunch of athletes. There's no question about it. Um, I'm gonna tell you what I don't like, and this is just me personally. I don't mind you taking a three when you're wide open. I'm not a fan of the four-on-one uh, transition, and you pull up for a three. I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. You know, uh, coaches. You are, when you grew when you're growing up playing the game. Coaches always say you get the easy basket. Yeah. Uh, what is it now? The league averaging fifty threes a game. That's unheard of. And and we, I think we're doing, and I think we're doing our big man some unjust. Mm. I really, I really do. You know, uh, growing up, you think about, look at a guy like Shaq. Right now, if Shaq was in his prime playing right now, no one could tell me that he would average forty a night. Yeah, because who's going to check him? No, nobody. Embiid? No, 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 no. I, I, like I said, I respect all these young men today. I I, I do. I'm not drawing a knock. No, it's just different. It's just, it's, yeah. it's just a different game, a different style, you know? Like, if you plop Shaq, 2001 Shaq down in this NBA, it'd be like an alien. Like, nobody has, yeah. has grown up and seen any players like no. that. No, man, it's 7-1. 285 that runs like a gazelle. Yeah. Man, it's just unbelievable. They're strong as an ox, just and playing with our rules where you play the physicality, where the referee will tell you, get your ass out of here. That wasn't no foul. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, a lot of them couldn't couldn't last. I, I, I'm just they they wouldn't last uh with it. And but like I said, back to I don't mind you. Jake, when we out there, we moving the ball around the perimeter and you wide open and there's a three, take that. Yeah. I want you to take that shot. But shooting a three just because now you got you you taking your your seven footers that normally are rim protectors and, and rebounders and, and and lay the wood down in the paint. You you are, you got them on the perimeter shooting three. So if I break you down, Jake, and get and get around you, who's in the middle to defend the middle? And I'm not a fan of uh, all at once you seeing 
five guys, six foot six on the floor at one time. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. A, like I said, you're doing the big guys a lot of unjust. What are they working for? To not to play? You know, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to go for this. Tell me this is a guards league. No, that's bullshit. Do you think there's do you think we're headed towards because everything's cyclical, right? I mean, could we see in the next 10 years? Probably not Shaq. I don't think there will ever be another Shaq. But could we see a dominant big man who who operates in the post, who puts his back to the basket and does what Robin Lopez does, but at like an all star mm-hmm. level? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's you know, at, at some point, look, there are teams right now. You look at Cleveland, um, shoot, Milwaukee, we just saw last night, even the Lakers when they won their championship. Big still, big still works like you, exactly it's functional. Big, it's it's not quite the way it was when you were playing, but I could see, you know, I don't know, I guess Embiid and Jokic are the closest guys, but Jokic is so different. I mean, he, he he's not he's not cut from the, that same cloth as y'all were. Um, but I could see, I could see a a throwback center sort of taking the league by storm over the course of the next 10, 15 years, just because nobody's going to know how to defend it. Yeah. I, I could see that. I, I could see that. And uh, I'm, I'm, I want to, I want to see it because the, and my, this is my own personal opinion. I think it's needed. Yeah. Okay. Let's, 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 let's jump the gun for a minute. Okay. LeBron James, 37 years old right now. Kevin Durant, 32, 33, Steph, 32, 33, going down the line, Harden, you know, now you have, you have to search for this individual player that's going to carry the torch. In your mind right now, let's say, and I want uh, your opinion, those guys are no longer are existing in the league right now, the Hardens, the Currys, the LeBrons, the KD. Who do you see carrying that torch? Good question. Um, Luca, I think, can get there. I think John Morant can get there. Um, and, you know, you got some of these young guys from, from the last two three drafts who you see it, you see the sparks, you see, the, um, you, you, you see what it could be. But there's nobody there yet. I mean, it's I would say I would say from those guys, just because Giannis is still in his mid 20s, like it's Giannis's league after those guys. But he is kind of he's kind of more in that generation, uh, I would say, as he as he approaches his late 20s. No, you're right. I mean, it's it's going to be kind of tricky once we get to that point. Some of these guys kind of got to take it to the next level, I would think. Yeah, it's 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 all about developing who wants it. Yeah. And I, I'm 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 going to use LeBron James as an example because he's a great example. He's a guy. There's no off season for him, and I no, want these young not. these young men out here not just in the professional level, but college and high school. There is no off season if you consider yourself being the best. The best. Don't take nights off. Mm-mm. They don't do it. The best you you got you got here, and then you got here. If you consider yourself one of the elites, the elites go at it in their sleep. 
They fighting the challenge in that sleep. They don't take time off. You know, I, I think of all the superstars in my era that I can, who I just love seeing them play. The Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson, Jordan, Drexler, Akeem, Shaq, Patrick Ewan, David Robinson, Reggie Miller. Man, I can go on down the line. Joe Dumas. And, and for me, as a two-guard, Jake, I couldn't sleep, man. Mm. I didn't have a night off. Vernon Maxwell said the off. exact same thing to us. We had Vernon on a couple weeks ago, and he just said the exact same thing that you said. And he named the exact same names that you said. <laughs> said yeah, you didn't have Clyde, a night off. He said Reggie. He said Mike. It was, it was night in, night out. Night in, night out. And and. and with all oh, I got the night off. I got Glenn Rice tonight, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, man, are you kidding me? I'm Mitch Richmond. Okay, yeah, it's, it's gonna be easy tonight. I mean, them, them boys are bad. Exactly, and I mean, there's no night offs, and 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 like I said, I guess this this is the word that used by the younger generation. A lot of these kids don't want that smoke. Mm. What, what is that about? I mean, is that the AAU thing where it's like, you know, it's the regular season. We're all trying to get ours. I'll let you get yours. I'm going to get mine. And then we'll, we'll talk about it in the playoffs. Like, yeah, it does feel like yeah. there's not that level of competition no more, partially because everybody's just buddies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I respect you away from the court, but I do not like you when we step between those lines. Yeah. We can go have dinner and a beer after the game, but once we on that floor, it's 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 it's, it's, it's blood for blood. And do I see that today? Sometimes, but not all the time. But it, it's getting to the point where when you see a guy, uh, he's revved up, and you know they don't want it to get. I'm not saying get out of hand, but let the let the guys play. Yeah, physical. There's a difference between a fight and physical basketball. Exactly. That's why we have technicals and flagrants and all of the Ex- things. In exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, uh, I'm gonna tell you one guy that was just the way he played, and he wasn't a superstar, but I think he was a solid player. I, I don't think they want him to play in this league today because he's not backing down from nobody. He's gonna get up in your grill. I don't think there's any other players like uh, that play like Matt Barnes. I respect Matt Barnes. Hmm. I just like the way he played. He played tough, man. He didn't back down. It's okay. He wasn't out there trying to start a fight or anything, but he just that's just the way he played. And I just I, I personally just think let these guys let them let me see what you man up. Put hole in the hand. That's why I like Mo Wagner. I like watching Mo Wagner because he steps on the floor. And look, you know, he might not be a starting caliber player in this league, but you know, when Mo Wagner steps on the floor, he's gonna he's gonna make his presence known, right? He might it yeah. might be a hard foul, it might be a good screen. He's gonna make some contact. He's probably gonna get in the opponent's head a little bit. I think every yeah. team could use a guy like that. MCW yeah. is probably the same way. I kind of I, I like yeah. watching MCW. Oh. 
Exactly. Let me tell you two players that I was scared as I was scared to death that they was going to set a screen, a, a hard foul on me. And Charles Oakley is my guy. That's my boy. But I just didn't want him to foul me hard or set a screen <laughs> on me. And the other one was is it, it, Play for the Detroit Bad Boys in the Sixers. Mahorn. Um, Rick Mahorn. My old broadcast man. buddy. I, I, I did games with Rick in Detroit. Man, I'll be because Rick and my cousin played together for the Sixers. Oh, okay. And, and I can recall him telling me when he stepped on the court, he said, You better not come to the hole. I'm going to break your neck. I'm looking at this dude. Man, why? Wow, that was a good rig too. You had your lip. You, you did your lip the way that Rick the Rick did. You, you, yeah, <laughs> and, and and he gave me something to think about. Whenever he was in the game, I had to figure out where he was at. But you know, I just I want the big man's to be involved. Whatever happened to a cross screen guy come in and stand in the paint and you feed him? Guy coming across, step in, stop in the paint, you feed him. You don't see guys don't even post up. Yep. Anymore, the the one guy that I see post up a lot is Giannis. I think he posts up more than anybody in the league. Everybody is shooting a jump shot. And Jake, you know as well as I know, you've been around the game and watching the game. Everybody can't shoot a jump shot. <laughs> they shoot it, but they can't shoot. You know, a lot of a lot of people live on analytics. And I and I, I'm gonna take this shot. I'm gonna take this shot. How many guys who doing this analytics ever played? It's a good point. I mean, it's you you're talking about because I do think there's something to the league has gotten bigger, faster, stronger. And so it's more difficult to operate out of the post. Like you got to be like Shaq was in that you better feel that double coming. You better get rid of it quick and you better be able to um, to make those quick decisions. With that said, that doesn't mean that it doesn't work. Right. Like yeah, you don't right. abandon it altogether. There's a reason some of the best <laughs> operate out of the mid range. Like I've been told for the last decade that long twos are the worst shots in basketball. Well, guess what? Not if you freaking make them, right? <laughs> if it's an open long two, then that's a good shot. And some really good teams. I mean, the Bucks operate out of the mid range uh, with Holiday and Middleton. That's where they like to. That's where they like to go. The Suns operate they, out of they, the mid range. That's where they operate at. Right. Demar Derozan is has the best mid range game in the league. Until you stop it. Don't talk about it. And, and the whole thing, Nick, and the ironic part is the way we got to this, where everything is about threes and layups, is about space. It's about optimizing the space in the half court on the floor. Well, when you don't shoot the, from the mid-range, you're not optimizing your space. You're abandoning no. an entire section of the floor. Exactly. And 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 night and what's the what's the average, what's the percentage of a team making threes? I don't think it's it's not more than 43%. No. Nope. Nope. Not even not even your best teams. Your best exactly. teams are in the high 30s. If that. 
I'm not, I'm not, I don't have anything against it. Like I said, Jake, if you're gonna shoot a three, make, make it. it a good three. Yeah. If, if 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 say for the sake of argument, Giannis in the post and they double team, you swinging around the, the, the perimeter, you wide open, you're supposed to take that three. Just don't come down four on one and just jack up a three. And the step backs, Nick. I mean, James Harden, James Harden can make a step back. Steph can make a step back. Most of these other cats can't make the step back threes. And even anything off the dribble. I mean, it is hard to shoot off the bounce in the NBA. And too many people want to want to do that. We're in a copycat league. Yeah. Everybody want to do what somebody else is doing. Yep. What's wrong with having your own game? Well, that's what I'm a, tell me some guys that you that you've seen who who did that, you think. Like who are some guys that you kind of like the way that they've developed? Like I think of a guy like Booker. I think Booker has taken different steps every year to become a more rounded, complete offensive player, for instance. Um, and I'm sure there's a couple of guys like that, but but I agree with you that most of the young cats, they're just doing their best stuff or their best hardened. And you know, you know, like Booker's a guy that, that pops into my mind. I think there's I'm sure there's a couple other ones. Can you think of a few that you like? Sort of watching well, well, them develop you, you, offensively. You, 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 you mentioned Booker. Here's a guy. Uh, I, we like you said, we watched him develop. Now he get he taking it to the basket. He's just not settling for a jump shot. He's he's his mid range game that has expanded, and and like I said, he, he's starting to post. He posts up some, so he's giving you some post up. He's giving you mid range. He's giving you the three. He's giving you getting to the basket. So. In essence, he's giving you the total package. Right. It took he's him a while, you, you know. Exactly. But he worked. He worked on his game. I mean, I, I, I commend him. He was. He he was one of my favorites as a as a young son. You know, being a six man in Kentucky, and and think about let's let's think. I don't I don't I can't recall all the guys that came out with him from Kentucky that year because he was the six man, but. Look where he's at now and tell me where those other guys who came out with him, where are they now? Yeah. That's something to think about. Who was it? I think it was – was it Towns? There was a couple. It wasn't um, – I can't recall Gilchrist. who it was. I can't remember who it was either. But, I, obviously, if he was the sixth man, um, get, I think it was Towns. And so Towns, is it's whatever. But there was obviously three or four other guys in there – Exactly. And he was the sixth man. I think it was up. Trey Lyles uh, uh, might have yeah. been on that team. Yeah, some of these guys who – But um, like you said, he, he's a guy that – his game, he has worked on his game. Mitchell. Mitchell's another good one. I love watching Mitchell in Utah because every year he's adding a little bit. He's adding a little bit. And he was a guy who you saw him, you know, off the rip, and it was just like, okay, this guy's got a lot of talent and – He's got some holes in his game, but it seems like he's plugging yeah. them holes up every every yeah. every summer. You see him come back, and he's a little bit more solid. It's, it's just the it's the putting in the work, Jake. Yeah, it's putting it in putting in the work, and uh, you got you got it's a lot of these young men. You got to commend <clears throat> and young guys. I, I was there before. I know the mentality of them. I might be a little older, but I know they're thinking. I know they're thinking. You know what you could do. Today you put off until tomorrow. Yeah. I was I, I I I was there, Jacob. I had my peaks and valleys, but as a, as a, as a as a the OG, 
I'm sitting back and watching and telling, hey, young fella, don't do that. And the reason I'm telling you don't do that, because I did that, and this was the outcome. And I don't want you to have that outcome. It's over like that, isn't it? I mean, you blink yeah. and, and you're looking back and now you're that's no all G. I'm saying. That's that's all I'm saying. Drop a little knowledge that was dropped to me. That's it. Whether you take it in, that's on you. But all I want to do is drop a little knowledge to you. Say, hey, young fella. That ain't the way to go. Who dropped the knowledge on you? You remember? Oh, oh man, I, you know. Let me tell you, all the guys that I grew up under, and I and and I, I gotta I gotta tip my hat to all of them. They used to get in my ear and tell me the do's and the don'ts. Isaiah Thomas, Doc Rivers, Mark Aguirre, Mo Cheeks, Terry Cummins, Sonny Parker. I can go down the list. It's not a bad list already. Oof. No. Not a bad no, starting I, five right there. Not at all. And I'm going to tell you who else stayed in my ear. My man, Charles Oakley. Mm. He stayed on. Come on, young fella. You got to work. You got to put the work in. Got to put the work in. Did I develop my game? I think I did. Yeah. I think I did. Hell yeah. After after uh, after sitting around on my butt, Jake. Yes, <laughs> yes. So that's why I can say that I I've been there with a lot of these young guys. But you must understand that Jake, there's a draft every year. Yeah. And, they, and it's not a lot of not a lot of organizations gonna sit around and wait on you. Mm-mm. Once you get behind, it's hard to play catch up. Yep, and you got a whole batch. You got a whole batch of kids coming for you uh, every year for that roster spot, that contract. There you go. I I think about that in broadcasting. If I want to, if I want to take off a little bit, I'm sitting there going, "There's a 22 year old who will do my job for a fraction of how much I'll do it for." You know, and 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 trust me, Jake, they looking for it. (laughs) They looking for it. You have to, you have to stay on your p's and q's, young. That's what anything. It is. My before my father passed, he used to tell me this all the time, and it always resonates to me. Take care of your business or your business or take care of you. Mm. It's very simple when you put it that way, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, man, I think about it all the time. So, you know. I'm not. I'm not sitting. Here. I never sit here and tell anybody that Nick Anderson' way of life was peaches and creams. Uh, that's the biggest lie in the world. It's the biggest lie in the world. I had my peaks and valleys, man. I had my trials and tribulations. But what I am saying to you, Jake, use me as an example. Mm. That's what I am saying to you. I use me, use me. That's what I'm here for. That's what I want. I want to. I want to help you. Help you. Yeah, yeah. Because good, bad, or otherwise, experience is experience. You know, and everybody, everybody needs to hear those. um, Yeah, yeah. You know, whether it's a cautionary tale or uh, or uh, this is how to get where I got. You know, it can be good, good or bad, but 
Um, yeah. but, it, but there's value there no matter what. Yeah. My, my pops used to tell me, man, you think you know everything. And I'll actually, you don't know Jack. <laughs> you, you don't know. You think, you know, Oh, that ain't going to happen to me. Then turn around. That happened to you. Yeah. And so, and when you're young, sometimes you don't even know what you don't know. <laughs> you know exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I feel that all, all the youngins out there use Nick Anderson as an example. I'm, I'm, I'm a ear to you. It's a public service announcement. Use this man. He is, he is there and he is available. He's always been available yeah. whenever I ask. Um, before I get you out of here, I got to ask you about Franz Wagner. I mean, he, uh, this, I mean, it's, it's like every night it's like, oh, wait, I didn't know that that, that that was in there. He does 38 last night. I said before the game on my pregame show last night, Nick, I said, this is probably not a great game for, for Franz because Milwaukee, you know, Coach Bud's been doing it for years. He packs the paint. He's, right. he's going to make you beat, beat you from the perimeter. And Franz's game is early on. It's contingent on getting into the, into the teeth of the defense and finishing. Right. He did it all last night. Now, granted, he was knocking down shots from the perimeter, but boy, he was impressive. You made a, you made, you made some key points there, Jake. You said Coach Bud, he's been doing this for years. And if you watch Milwaukee play, they don't double team. Mm-mm. They switch. If you seven foot, there's plenty of times when Drew Holiday was guarding a 16 guy and he makes you 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 got to play defense. So with that being said, Franz getting to the basket. What he did was Jake. He started off getting the easy ones, getting to the basket. He got a few elbow shots after he got to the basket. Now he step out and he knocked down a couple of threes. He get in transition. Couple of layups. So, with that being said, he gave you a little bit of everything last yep. night. Yep. A little bit of everything. Just don't rely on jump shots because that jump shot is not going to be there every night. Again, we're taught to get the easy buckets. Yep. Get the easy ones. Once you get the easy ones, everything else will come. 10 to 10 at the free throw line last night too. How hard is it for young players to figure out how to sort of create that contact when you get into the lane? I think we saw with Jalen, with RJ, they're struggling when they get into the paint because they're, they're so athletic that it's a lot of times you got to create that contact, right? And, and create that angle. Cause you know, it's coming. And if you figure out sort of how to control your body, whether it's a, a defender on the hip, or whether it's getting in there among the trees and creating the contact and doing that bounce off thing that Westbrook sort of does, it comes, it comes with experience. But with Franz, it seems like a lot of that stuff is natural. I mean, he is so under control when he gets into the lane. It's just, it, it, it's crazy well, to watch for somebody that young. Well, 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 what he does is he's coming to the, he's getting to the basket, Jake, and he's telling you, you're going to have to block my shot. Right. Cause I'm coming. And what I was taught, a shot blocker, you take it straight at his face, Jake. Mm. Take it, he go, uh, like a Dikembe Matumbo, you go at his face, the first thing he's doing is this. <laughs> that makes, that but makes when you, sense. Yeah, but when you doing all this, you at his mercy. <laughs> take it straight, a shot blocker, take it straight at his face. Huh. Because when all this, 
Alonzo Mourning and Shaq and all them, they throwing like, that up in the, in the stands. Flies. Yes. Yeah, you make well, it easy. Blocker, take it straight in his face. Hmm. Make him block it. If he block it, he block it, but you let him know I'm coming again. Right. Don't be tentative. This is what tentative. When you tentative going nine times out of ten, ain't nothing good happening out of that, Jake. And I like to see guys go to the basket with aggressive, like a Mack truck. Yeah. Go like a Mack truck. Yeah, man, it's just, hey, let them know. Take a couple trips. You, you might get a charge or two, but that's okay. Like, it, it, it hey, can serve a Jake, purpose. Jake, it ain't too many players that are going to keep taking that knee to his, his midsection. That's what you see guys like like Ja or like Russ. I mean, these guys are just fearless getting in there, and you're right. Like, uh, this this only goes so far. Like, after, exactly. after a couple of these. After you get through taking a couple of them in that midsection, you'll be like, <laughs> Nah, bro. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not gonna keep doing that. You tell him. No, you take. You take the next charge. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah, what it yeah. is. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh uh, well, it's gonna be fun. Hey, Nick, I could do this. I could talk ball with you for about three hours, man. I really appreciate the time. I think we already oh, went yeah. about an hour. Um, fun as always. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, and and we'll get to these young cats. We'll, we'll we'll get them to take some advice at some point. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm gonna put it out there. Nick Anderson is there for you. Uh, you I use, just, I just, use this, the man's advice. Yeah, you know I'm. A, I think I'm a great example on and off the court. I'm a great. I think I'm a great example because I didn't. I've had my trials and tribulations. Some publicly and some not publicly. All I'm asking is young people, I'm 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 available to you. I'm not hiding, I'm not doing anything. I'm uh, I'm not doing any of that. I'm just I'm I'm available for you. If you choose a little advice, a little encouragement, whatever you want to call it, I'm available. That's all, Jake. That's all. I'm not saying I'm the Best basketball player that ever graced the the face of the earth. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. But I am a guy that has some experience from high school, college, in the professional level. Yep. I am the guy. No, a great resource uh, for young people, both on the floor and off. I mean, you you got a lot to give uh, non basketball players and, and non athletes. Um, yeah. because you, because you've been through a lot and you do a great job, I think of, of, of sort of spelling out some of these lessons and some of these things that, yeah. that young people need to be thinking about. So I appreciate your time. We appreciate obviously everything you do, uh, as community ambassador, everything you do for the organization, Valley sports, Florida, the man's all over the place. I call him Mr. Magic. He's Nick Anderson. I appreciate you, bro. Thanks so much. All right, Jake, man. Much love to you. Likewise. There he is. Nick Anderson, Jake Chapman here with you. This has been another edition of the Mostly Magic Podcast. We'll be back next week. Until then, stay safe, everybody. 